How to achieve longevity and good health, exploring ancient methods for healthy aging. Life expectancy continues to rise, thanks to advancements in modern medicine, and many people aspire to achieve longevity in the best possible health. In the rich cultural heritage of China's 5,000-year history, particularly in traditional Chinese medicine, various methods of health preservation have been deeply rooted. Exploring the ancient practices of anti-aging provides a straightforward and effective way for modern individuals to glean inspiration from the past. Health preservation goes beyond simple diet therapy. Health preservation is known as yangsheng in Chinese. The term yang involves maintenance, adjustment, and supplementation, while sheng encompasses life, survival, and growth. In broad terms, we can categorize health preservation as a theoretical framework and a set of methods that adhere to the natural rhythms of life, thereby achieving the goals of preserving life, promoting mental well-being, enhancing wisdom, and extending lifespan. Health preservation is not just about eating healthy, organic, and non-toxic food. It entails comprehensive care and nurturing of the body, mind, and spirit. In fact, the highest form of health preservation involves cultivation and a return to one's essence. Among the numerous health preservation books in ancient China, Shouqin Yang Lao Xinshu, written by Qin Ji in the Song Dynasty and expanded by Zhou Xian in the Yuan Dynasty, is the earliest dedicated treatise focusing on the health and longevity of the elderly. It offers insights into health preservation and disease prevention for an extended lifespan. The book contains many ancient perspectives on elderly care worth studying. Three vital considerations for elderly dietary care. From the perspective of TCM, qi, blood, essence, and body fluids are essential substances for the vitality of life. They originate from the tissues and organs, continuously flowing within the body. Ensuring an ample supply of these essential substances and their circulation throughout the body is crucial for maintaining good health. Diseases or other conditions may occur when there is stagnation or deficiency of these substances in the body. Diet plays a vital role in nourishing the body's qi, blood, essence, and body fluids, forming the foundation for sustaining life's activities. Adequate intake of food and drink ensures a rich supply of nutrients, promoting the abundance of qi and blood. This, in turn, leads to enhanced physical health. Therefore, the spleen and stomach are considered the foundation of the five organs. Young people, with robust vital qi, may experience hunger, overeat, and eat cold or raw foods, yet they are less prone to illness due to the inherent strength of their bodies. Conversely, in old age, when vital qi is depleted and organs weaken, maintaining health heavily relies on the diet for nourishing qi and blood. Poor moderation in consuming raw or cold foods, along with a lack of understanding of regulating hunger and fullness, increases the vulnerability of the elderly to ailments. TCM believes that when one falls ill, diet therapy should be employed as the first line of treatment. By observing the symptoms of the disease, individuals can make dietary adjustments for self-recovery. Medication treatment is only considered if diet therapy proves ineffective. This approach is primarily adopted because diet therapy is deemed less likely to cause harm to the internal organs. Some vital considerations for elderly care include 
1. Having warm, soft, and cooked foods in their diet while avoiding sticky, hard, and raw foods. 2. Taking a short walk after meals of 1 to 200 steps can help promote digestion. 3. Avoiding overeating in one sitting. Instead, opt for multiple smaller meals. This helps with digestion for the weakened digestive system in the older aged and ensures the continuous generation of qi and essence, thus preventing discomfort such as bloating. Due to the weakened constitution of the elderly, their digestive system may struggle to handle large quantities at once, making them more susceptible to digestive issues. TCM Dietary Principle suggests that the optimal approach to three meals a day includes a nourishing breakfast, a fulfilling lunch, and a light dinner. In TCM, many illnesses are believed to be caused by external forces in the environment. These forces are known as the six external pathogenic factors of wind, cold, summer heat, dryness, dampness, and fire. Therefore, it is essential to align food choices with the characteristics of each season to prevent the invasion of external pathogens as follows. Spring is the season of vitality, with gradually warming weather that may lead to symptoms such as restlessness, dry mouth, dizziness, and constipation. During this time, it is advisable to choose cooling vegetables and fruits, limit the intake of heavy meats, and avoid spicy and overly hot foods. Summer is the season of ascent with hot weather prevailing, often leading to symptoms such as excessive sweating, fatigue, poor appetite, shortness of breath, and weakness. During this time, it is recommended to eat cooling vegetables and fruits. Additionally, one can incorporate heat-clearing foods or beverages, with watermelon being an excellent choice, along with other options like green bean soup and lotus leaf kanji. It is advisable to avoid oily and greasy meat, as well as spicy and highly heaty dishes. Autumn is the season of harvest, with temperatures gradually cooling. In dietary choices, it is beneficial to include more fish, meat, eggs, and dairy products. For individuals with a deficiency in constitution, supplementing with foods that invigorate qi and nourish blood or eating items that support spleen and stomach health is recommended. Some examples include astragalus, codonopsis, angelica sinensis, cordyceps, white attractylodes, and guayuan. However, remember not to overeat these foods. Winter is the season of storage, characterized by cold weather. The elderly, with weakened constitutions, may find it challenging to withstand the cold. During this time, it is advisable to incorporate warming foods into the diet, focusing on nourishment. These foods include fish, chicken, and liver. Complement the diet with tonifying herbs such as roasted astragalus, angelica sinensis, codonopsis, ginseng, goji berries, longan, white attractylodes, cordyceps, morinda officinalis, eucamia bark, and cinnamon, all of which help replenish qi and blood and enhance overall physical strength. Note that these supplements should be avoided if experiencing a cold or flu. Discerning medication approaches for the elderly and younger adults. The approach to treating ailments in the elderly often mirrors that of younger individuals' reckless use of various medications and hasty application of acupuncture, all in pursuit of swift and complete recovery. However, in the case of long-lived seniors, where blood and vital energy have diminished and mental and physical strength have declined, 
their condition resembles a flickering candle vulnerable to being extinguished by the wind. They are susceptible to various diseases, leading to blurred vision, reduced hearing, impaired mobility, fatigue, dizziness, and an inability to adapt to changes in the natural environment and climate. Common symptoms among the elderly include recurring old ailments, constipation, diarrhea, cold limbs, and body heat. If the treatment does not take into account the physiological characteristics and the condition of the elderly, but instead hastily relies on acupuncture and medications for a quick recovery, it can lead to unforeseen risks. In general, medication for the elderly should serve as supportive and complementary therapy. They should only use gentle and mild medications that promote the smooth flow of qi, improve dietary habits, nourish deficiencies, and maintain overall balance. It is crucial to avoid using medications readily available in the market, those gifted by others, or those with unclear prescriptions, as well as drugs with aggressive properties. Careful examination and understanding are necessary before taking such medications. For recurring ailments in the body, treatment should align with the symptoms, utilizing mild and balanced herbal remedies. Typically, after three to five days of such treatment, the symptoms naturally alleviate. Subsequently, dietary adjustments should be made, adhering to the principles of diet therapy. Considering the temperature nature and flavors of foods, the diet can be tailored to serve as the most effective health preservation method. Apart from the elderly, the prevention and treatment for individuals weakened after illness should follow a similar approach. For instance, when the body is debilitated and conventional medical procedures such as surgery, chemotherapy, or radiation therapy are deemed necessary, careful consideration is advised. Proceeding without due consideration may lead to the success of the treatment but a significant deterioration in physical health. Given the physiological changes in the body of the elderly, distinct characteristics of aging-related illnesses, and individual variations, the selection of medication types and dosages for older individuals should be approached with caution. In fact, the treatment dose and the toxic dose for the elderly are often very close, and responses can vary significantly between individuals. What might be an ineffective dose for one patient could potentially result in toxic reactions in another. Additionally, due to the presence of various diseases in the elderly, there is a wide variety of medications, leading to potential drug interactions. Some individuals may self-medicate, increase doses arbitrarily, or self-prescribe tonics, all of which can cause substantial adverse effects. Understanding and accommodating the temperaments of the elderly. Despite physical frailty, the elderly may still harbor aspirations and ambitions. However, due to the inability to align with timely opportunities and societal expectations, their desires become difficult to fulfill. Even with comfortable lives, a sense of inadequacy often lingers, leading to frequent size, anxiety, psychological resistance, stubbornness, and mood swings. They may experience unexplained moments of joy or anger, exhibiting unpredictable moods, similar to a child who does not yet understand the world. Respect, empathy, and companionship. Therefore, when interacting with the elderly, the key is to show respect, pay attention to their words and expressions, accommodate their preferences, and uplift their spirits. 
children should try not to go against the wishes of the elderly. Due to diminished blood and chi in the elderly, experiencing sadness and anger can disrupt digestion, leading to organ dysfunction and the onset of diseases. Therefore, it is important to empathize with and understand the elderly's emotions. Regular companionship is crucial, and they should not be left alone for extended periods. In old age, individuals tend to become more solitary and prone to melancholy. When they feel lonely, it can lead to depression and frustration. Hence, the best way for adult children to care for the elderly is to go along with their temperaments and preferences. For instance, if they enjoy reading, painting, playing chess, or engaging in sports, encourage and support their interests. This naturally brings joy, making it easier to forget about loneliness or melancholy. Some elderly individuals may feel physically tired or lack activities to engage in. Leaving them alone at home with nothing to do can lead to a sense of boredom and depression. In contrast, when they see things they like and can focus their minds on them, they feel a sense of joy. Even if they experience fatigue, sadness, melancholy, or anxiety, their temperament and mood can naturally be alleviated. Beneficial Acupressure Points for the Elderly 1. Yongkwan Acupoint The Yongkwan Acupoint is situated on the sole of the foot and is believed to be the entry point for dampness. Location, on the sole of the foot, at the anterior one-third of the line connecting the space between the second and third toes with the heel. Method, hold one hand around the toes while rubbing the Yongkwan acupoint with the other hand. After a brief period, the sole of the foot will become warm. Gently move the toes and take a short break if feeling tired. While someone else can perform the massage, the effectiveness may not be as pronounced as when done by oneself. 2. Shinshu Acupoint Location, on the posterior side of the waist, approximately two fingers width on either side of the midpoint directly behind the navel. Method, rub each Shinshu Acupoint with your hands 120 times. Effects, tonifies kidneys and strengthens essence. Alleviates frequent urination and lower back pain. Note, some herbs mentioned in this article may be unfamiliar but they are generally available in health food stores and Asian grocery stores. It is important to note that treatment methods may vary depending on the individual. Please consult with a healthcare professional for a specific treatment plan.